Hey, you're listening to the Sis You Can Do This podcast, and we're your hosts, Roshana and Melissa. We are faith-driven women who hope to share with you all things lifestyle, wellness, purpose, and of course, Jesus. This podcast will serve as a safe space to learn, grow, reflect, and gain fresh perspective. Our hope is to connect, gain wisdom, and ultimately be a stage for God's love. Thanks in advance for listening. Hello, everyone. Happy Valentine's Day. Happy Love Day, everybody. Love is in the air. Come on. Shana, you like my song? Yeah. <laughs> Isn't it an actual song, though? It was It was an ad. Oh. I think it was... So, Jamaica, we had Air Jamaica, and it was called The Love Bird, mm-hmm. and that was the theme song. Oh. So, that's where I know the song from, but I do think it's an actual... It's like a song from the... Like way Sometime, back, way yeah. back before we were born. <laughs> um, so y'all, we made it to February, mm-hmm. and today is actually when you hear this, it will be Love Day. It'll be Valentine's Day. Yeah. Hopefully, wherever you are, you are feeling loved. Mm. Um, Ro, do you have anything planned for this special day with Mr. Akeen? I mean, I I hope so, but <laughs> to be honest, I'm not. You know, can disc- you listen? <laughs> right, right. Um, I'm not discrediting this day at all, but. You know, I find that, you know, we, we don't need just this day. We, we do things on other days to, you know, keep the romance alive and mm-hmm. show how much we love and appreciate one another. We don't really go out on this day. I just find it's a little bit overpriced and I'm not trying to wait three hours for a meal and they tell me in 20 minutes I have to get up and leave. Right, so, right, you know, definitely. For me, I'd rather like a home-cooked meal and just watch a movie or Something like that where we can spend that quality um, time together and not feel super rushed. So that's good for me. But, you know, I like the chocolate and the cards and stuff. So, um, you know, he does a great job with doing those things, which I always appreciate and love. But once again, we don't just focus on this one particular day. It happens throughout the year. Nice, nice. Yeah. So even with that, I have a question for you. Okay. So do you think Valentine's Day is only for romantic love or is it a good occasion to celebrate friendship as well? You know, a Galentine's, you know, the Galentine's thing has been a thing recently where every year I've seen more and more girls getting together and just, you know, hanging out. Yeah. I mean, we did that last year. We did. Um, I, it was not Valentine's. It was not the day of Valentine's Day. I don't think, but we did it on a weekend. A couple of us um, ladies got together. It was Galentine's. And your husband and your brother-in-law slaughtered us with oh, that whole gosh. concept. Like, I'm not even. They thought into it was that. so weird, and it was just such a beautiful time. It we was got so together. good. Um, our friend made it so special. She she hosted us and put the food out mm-hmm. and the the charcuterie board, and it was very fancy and nice. And we played games, and we had a was, good time. It was, it was good. I it had was, a yeah. fantastic time. Yeah, I like that. I like that too. So I think it's a thing, right? Yeah, it's a thing. It's all a right. thing. So shout out to all the women out there who are having a Galentine's Day tonight or on the weekend. You know, we hope that you enjoy yourself. But, you know, we want to get into today's episode. And today is a little different. We are not starting with a game. So no games yet. Rashada, you, we're going to get some games going. I have nothing against the games, <laughs> but it's just, you know... Yeah, so we're not starting with the game. (laughs) We are going to start actually with something very special. As you might have heard, and if you didn't hear, you need to go back to hear it on the first episode, that Melissa mentioned that she loves to write. And three years ago, Mel wrote us a poem. Well, not us, but, you know, she shared a poem entitled Love Is. 
And we'd like to start off this episode with her sharing this beautiful poem with us. And then we're going to have a little chat about it. So yeah, Mel, go, go ahead, take it away. Take it away. All right. So as Rashana said, this is a poem that I, I wrote a couple years back. And it's called Love Is. So here we go. Love is magical, said the king of pop. But I believe love is more than just a form of magic. It is a thing that makes us do things we didn't think we could do. Love is that soothing hug after a long day, that warm bath that washes it all away. It ties us together. It gives us hope. It stretches beyond barriers. Love is beautiful. Love is an action word. It's the 3 a.m. feedings and the parent-teacher meetings. It's the home-cooked meals and the after-work appeals. It's the five love languages and the unexpected packages. It's the comfort in the middle of the cancer diagnosis, the peace amid the chaos, the protection when we're way off. Love is a sacrifice that challenges all human reasoning. I would be remiss if I didn't mention that the word love has been grossly abused and misused, perverted by our culture, cheapened for individual gain. It is the word that has been mistakenly used as a band-aid to cover a lifetime of pain. It is the thing that made anime eat the cake. Then she wondered what's love got to do with it. Perpetuating cycles, giving false hope, creating destructive narratives. That is not love. You know it's love if it's all, you know it's, you know it's not love if it's all for you. Love is a giver more than it's a taker. I know a man that they call love. A man that saw me a long way off and ran to me. Filled with compassion, he threw his arms around me, clothed me with his righteousness, put a ring on my finger and sandals on my feet. He saw me and he loved me just the way I am. His patience and kindness compared to none. He sits on the other side of the wire-laced wall of my heart waiting, whispering sweet everythings, reminding me of who I am and all the plans that he has for me. I am loved. I am loved by you. No past or no pain will ever separate me from your love. Your love never fails. It's always there. Love is you. Snap, snap, snap. I don't know if you can actually hear me <laughs> snapping my fingers, but yeah, we are doing that, the poetry snap Right, there. the poetry snaps. <laughs> Man, that, that's such a great piece. I remember hearing it when you wrote it originally, and I was like, girl, this is, this is phenomenal. Aww, so thank, thank you, you once again for sharing that with us, you know, and putting yourself out there. But what inspired you to write this piece? So this poem, as I said before, was written three years ago. Um, I was, we were at home. We were still in the panoramic. <laughs> <laughs> um, and I think that that year I was just like, well, if there's one year I'm not going to have a Valentine, it's this year because we're all inside. So I said, you know what, Jesus, be my Valentine. And he has mm. been the best one yet, if I can be honest. But really, a lot of people, you know, share their testimony. And I guess a big part of mine is that I seem to always um, find myself in situations where I wasn't loved in an authentic or in a healthy way. Um, I often got and sometimes gave counter a counterfeit form of love, you know, you know, from the opposite sex or got that from the opposite sex. And it really, it really summed up to either lust or some leeching toxic form of love where you know I get the bad end of the stick and I just didn't want that for myself anymore and I think around this time I started to just realize that 
the only unconditional love that exists is the love of Jesus, right? So further to that, when I realized just how much he loves me, I then fell in love with him, right? Because, in, you know, 1 John 4.19 says we love him because he first loved us. You know, and then of course, with that exchange of love, it sets off a whole chain reaction, I believe, where now, because I kind of see how God sees me, then I can love me, right? Mm. He loves me, then I love him, and then I'm like, wow, I'm great, <laughs> you know? I can truly love myself, and that's just the best thing that you can do is to, to really love and appreciate yourself, because then you start making better decisions, right? Yeah, that's so true, and that's so good. You know, just as your poem says, love is so beautiful, and I agree. And I agree that, unfortunately, the world has cheapened and created a, such a distorted, dysfunctional view of love. Right. You know, we look at the divorce rate, mm -hmm. and that has gone up so much. And the, just the whole concept of love, where it's about me, myself, and what can I gain versus what I can give. And love is so much about giving of yourself. Yeah. You know, if it's as we're going into the vault of things, it reminds me of a song I wrote a long time ago, mm -hmm. and it was called Searching for Love. And essentially, it, I'll read you just a couple of lyrics from it. It says, searching for love in all the wrong places. Gave up your love, got taken for granted. There's a better love. All you have to do is take it because you're searching love in all the wrong places. Mm, you know, wow. and oftentimes we find that when we don't know what love is, we go looking in the wrong places with the wrong people. Right. Because many of us desire to be, I mean, I don't know one person that says, I don't want to be loved by anybody and I don't, I don't love nobody. You know what I'm saying? Like, mm -hmm. we're all called to love. But where are we looking for love? Or who are we looking to be loved by? Right. And we get hurt. And for some, it leaves a long residue and obstructed view of what really love is. And it's not until, you know, I strongly believe, you know, it's not until we begin to understand the love of Christ and his love for us that it changes the way we think, just as you mentioned, how you saw yourself, right? Yeah. And also changes the way we receive and give love. So, you know, we take, for example, the famous scripture that most people have heard and know, John 3.16, for you God to so no love the verse. world. You know John 3.16. Right? People have that on their bodies. Like, right, that's right. the verse. Like, for God so loved the world that he gave his only um, begotten son. And I just think about that verse in, in terms of love, and I'm like, imagine laying down your life for people, knowing that you would be rejected, mm -hmm. abused, your name taken in vain. Right, right. Uh, like, you know, you probably wouldn't do it. You'd be like, pass, mm -hmm. not for me. I'm, oh, pass I'm not me on that one. Yeah, like, it's not for me. <laughs> but yet God still sent his son, and yet Jesus still went to the cross. Right. You know, he didn't send his son just to die for the brethren or to die for his mom Mary, which many of us, have, you know, we say, I take a bullet from my son or my daughter or my mom or whatever, but he did it for the world. And I think that's mm -hmm. such a powerful love statement yeah. and such an example of love. Yeah, absolutely. It is powerful. And I think that's how, as a response to his love, that we ultimately fall in love with him, mm -hmm. right? You know, it. his love is unconditional. You know, um, what's that song um, with Israel Houghton? Oh, oh the, um, the overwhelming... Reckless oh. love of God. And that song is just, it, it, it speaks to that, that he just has this love for us. He'll leave the 99 and come back for us. And it's just, it just really warms my heart, you know, to yeah. know that. 
No, it, it's it's so true that he would leave the 99 and go back for the one. Mm-hmm. And it's something, you know, this is a topic that I can go on and on about the love of Christ. And maybe we'll, we'll revisit it because I just think about the way he's he loves me and his love for me and how it was through his love that I began to love myself and heal from a toxic love situation. Wow. You know, mm-hmm. being in it, not realizing it was toxic and then coming out of it, you know, and looking back and saying, okay, yeah. Now that I have the love of God, I know that that definitely does not, it's not, doesn't even come That's close. That's not love. That's right. not love. And, that, you know, maybe we'll, we'll, I'll talk about that another time in a different episode. Um, but, you know, one of my favorite chapters in the Bible is found in Ephesians. It's Ephesians 3. And in Ephesians, Paul is speaking to the people of Ephesus who were the followers of Christ. And he was just actually encouraging and praying for them to grow spiritually. But what I like is specifically in verses 18 and 19, and it says, And may you have the power to understand, as all God's people should, how wide, how long, how high, and how deep his love is. May you experience the love of Christ, though it is too great to understand fully. Then you will be made complete with all the fullness of life and the power that comes from God. God's love for us is immeasurable. You know, so even if we're given the power to understand how wide, how long, how high, and how deep, it's is that experience and his action of love is always so great that we're always left in awe. Like right, even when right. you think, okay, I understand God, you love, but then he does something and you're like, man, God loves me. Like it's just always yeah. like a, a newfound thing, right? And I always find that I'm so taken aback about his love for us because when I think about how he restored me from brokenness mm-hmm. and how he loves me flaws and all and you know there's many flaws and I make many mistakes and you know just even the okay God sometimes I don't even think of you but yet you love me right. I'm so overwhelmed and I, I just get so like encouraged and I'm like man God I just want to give you my life because you love me through and through and that's something that you cannot finding anyone and you know I love my husband Mm -hmm. and all these things but it wasn't until the love of Christ first that I understood what love was so that now when my husband came and gave me love it was like okay I because I know how to receive it and because I know that I'm loved even when you fail me I -hmm. still have love right you know what I'm saying it's not like oh my husband we, we have a disagreement or whatever the case may be I'm loved by nobody I will always be loved by God and that's an encouragement to those that are listening you are always loved by our heavenly father Right, always, um, and it's just—I don't know—it's—it's it, it's amazing. I, his love is so amazing, mm-hmm. and I can't stop um, saying that. And I and I remember when I was um, writing this poem, and even there's a part of it that I make reference to um, a, a, a notable line in, in history um, by Tina Turner. You know, Tina Turner; she was married to to Ike Turner, and you know, it was an abusive relationship. And um, there was a scene in in the movie back in the 90s where he was exerting his power over her and um, he pretty much forced her to eat the cake. Her her real name was Anime and said, Anime, eat the cake. And even when you think about situations like that where, you know, people, you know, encounter these toxic situations Mm -hmm. and, and go into... Just, just places that they really don't need to be. It, 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 it truly does hurt my heart because then it says to me that man, you must not know how much God loves you. You must not, you must not know how valuable you are, and how it just it, it, it breaks his heart that you're in a situation where 
not only are you damaging yourself, but you're allowing another person to damage the, you know, the daughter that he loves or the son that he loves, right? Because it's not just, you know, right. women who, you know, get abused in relationships. So it just kind of, um, it overwhelms me, as you say, to, to think of, of God's love. And I just could not allow anybody to treat me less than what I deserve or, you know, put myself in a situation where, you know, I don't feel... Um, Loved, and I mean, mm-hmm. you'll never love, as you said, I'll, you'll never love me as much as God. But you need to be a, a second if you're going to be in my life. You need to be some someone that is going to appreciate and, and and see value in me and treat me accordingly. And of course, love yourself in the process. So it's just you know, God's love is overwhelming, and and it's it's beautiful and it's pure. And I'm just I'm just in awe of Him, you know. No, I completely understand. And like you mentioned, God's love is the standard. Yeah. You know, yeah. that's that's the starting. So if you're going to come in, you're, you're, you have to come close. Right. You know, he has perfect <laughs> love, which we're not going to find in no. anybody else. But you got to come real close second. You know what I'm saying? So, you know, as you're listening to this today, we just want to say thank you for tuning in. And we hope you take some time to reflect on God's love. We hope you take some time to receive God's love for you today and don't think of it as because I have nobody, no one cares, I'm not loved. That would be the the, the strongest lie, mm-hmm. um, you know, of the enemy that you are not loved or cared for because God loves you so much. You are so valuable and so precious to him and nothing or no one can compare to the love that he has to offer. Right, right, right. So we just want to say thank you for tuning in to another episode of Sis, You Can Do This. As always, if you want to share an experience, need prayer, or have a question, please reach out and send us an email at sisyoucandothis at gmail.com. You can comment or send us a message in our DMs on Instagram at sisyoucandothis. Don't forget you can rate and share this podcast and leave a review. Until next time, thanks for tuning in. And remember, sis, you can do this.